0: Welcome to the I Am Woman Project. I'm your host, Catherine Plano. I am a creative soul adventurer, a modern-day alchemist, and a transformational coach for entrepreneurs, businesses, leaders, and for those who want to break the cycle of convention and redefine success one step at a time. I am on a mission to empower the conscious people of this world, those who seek to learn, grow, grow understand and become the very best version of themselves that they can be. Every week we have thought leaders, change instigators and inspirational human beings from around the globe that offer you profound teachings and recent discoveries from the world of neuroscience, positive, cognitive and spiritual psychology to help you build wealth, health, love and achieve lasting transformation. So join us here every week. For new lessons on how to lead a life that matters, how to escalate your life after failure, and how to inject more meaning, connection, and resilience into your life and your business. Well, I'm super excited about our guest this week. We have the beautiful Sunny Dawn Johnston. Sunny is an acclaimed inspirational speaker, spiritual teacher. And psychic medium. She is the author of 20 books, including her flagship bestsellers, Invoking the Angels and The Love Never Ends, which have become the cornerstones for many of her keynote topics, such as intuition, mediumship, and the angelic realm. Through her courses, private sessions and live events, Sunny has grown and cultivated a diverse global community where in person or online, her strong mentorship encourages thousands of students to connect with their heart and the core of their being and guides them to experience life in a newer and more positive light. Sunny is also the creator of the Elevate Your Life membership site, which is a virtual community focused on designing a high vibrational life bursting with abundance, self-love and joy. Leading the Elevate Your Life community, Sunny focuses on accountability, support and guidance as the solid foundation of intentional and lasting transformation. Sunny's latest endeavor, SDJ Productions, has expanded her work beyond writing and speaking engagements into publishing and producing. Her latest projects include two multi-author compilations, 365 Days of Angel Prayers and 111 Morning Meditations, with more releases expected in the near future. It's now time to tune into this one very inspirational human being. Enjoy! So today, I'm super excited about our guest. We have the beautiful Sunny Johnston. Welcome to I Am Woman Project. Thank you so much. Happy to be here. Happy to have you on the show. So we always love to start with our story. So, Sunny, what inspired you to do what you do today? Well, that's a there, there, a lot. A lot has happened in in many many years, but I'll tell you that
1: really. It was um, an experience. So when I was 13 years old, um, I went to bed one night and I woke up at one o'clock in the morning and rolled over and I saw my guardian angel above my bed. And um, it literally wasn't even so much what I saw, this amazing, beautiful color and vibration, but it was more about what I felt. And I felt this immense sense of love and Um, and, and just so peaceful and so peaceful. In fact, that I literally just rolled over and went back to sleep. And the next morning I woke up and then my head kicked in, you know, and I'm like, okay, wait a minute. What was that? I was only 13. So I flew out of bed and I ran downstairs. I told my mom what happened. And she said, well, Sunny, that was your guardian angel. And I said, I don't, I don't think so. I don't think I have one. And she goes, well, of course you do. Everyone has one. And I said, I don't think I have one because if I had one, then I wouldn't not fit in. And, you know, I had all these excuses. And she said, well, honey, I came in and I prayed over you last night at 11 o'clock. And I asked God and the angels to um, protect you and to help you with the challenges that you're having. And um, and I recognized in that moment when she said that, that I at one o'clock in the morning awakened to the manifestation of my mother's prayer and what that did for me then was it it inspired in me a curiosity i wasn't quite sure i believed it or not but i knew what i experienced i knew what i felt i knew what i saw and so it made me curious and curiosity is a i think is a very good thing because it it calls us into being more present and you know i went on an exploration and i started asking you know uh, in my very 13-year-old unprofessional way Hey, um, if you're still out there, could you come back? <laughs> and and they did. And uh, so it started there. It started at 13. I started connecting with the angels and um, and then I started connecting with deceased loved ones and I started seeing spirits around other people. and then the archangels started showing up and over the next uh, several years, I just developed this really strong, amazing relationship with them and at the same time, really struggled to accept that relationship, because it was so, you know, weird, it was so woo woo, and it, it wasn't um, really acceptable. And so I, I I actually did a lot of push and pull for a very long time. And uh, 15 years, as a matter of fact, but at the age of 28, finally, I said, All right, Sonny, it's time to it's time to do what you're meant to do and, and quit pretending. And, and uh, so that's when I actually started doing the work I do now, which was 20 years ago, 21 years ago now.
0: Wow. And that, that does take a lot of courage to come out and, I think, uh, speak openly about it because I know there's some other uh, individuals that we've had on the show, how um, they were always hiding behind this kind of like um, wall and not sort of sharing what they were experiencing with the rest of the world. And uh, once they did, it opened up so many avenues for them. Did you find that too? There was a little bit of resistance?
1: Oh, there's a, tie, a ton of resistance. So here in the states, we um, one of the states is Utah, which is where I was raised. And Salt Lake City, Utah is, is very well known as a very strong religious capital um, of the um, Mormon or LDS church. And so my family on both sides was very religious. And at that time, 86% of the entire state was that religion. And so um, I was very scared to share. And and originally I didn't even it didn't even occur to me that it didn't happen to other people. And so I talked about it. And that actually put me on the other side of the fence, because when I talked about it and I said, you know, well, I see this. I see your grandpa behind you. And they're like, what do you mean? And and he had died five years ago. Um, and it put me on the other side of, you know, the weird girl, the weird girl that lived on the corner, you know, and. Um, so then I real quickly just shut up. And and then I had that push and pull because I I knew what I was experiencing and what I was seeing and I knew I wasn't crazy. But then I sounded pretty crazy. And uh, and and to all my friends and family and all the people that were raised in this particular belief system, um, it wasn't OK. It was it was actually could be considered evil. And so I, I bounced back and forth. That's why I struggled for 15 years to really. Embrace that gift is because I just my whole life as a young teenager and into my early 20s. I just wanted to be normal and I've never been normal and I didn't realize you can't just be normal because there is no such thing but at the time that's what I was striving for and and so my my challenge and my gift and my blessing was that I did this this push back and forth for 15 years and the angels gratefully are very patient because they waited for me till I could come all the way around and, uh, and, and now, of course, it's no problem at all. And it's given me the career that I have and the, and the work that I have. And it's helped me to write, you know, 20 books and all of these beautiful blessings that wouldn't have happened had I not, had I not finally just stood up and
0: said, this is who I am. Mm. So you were saying that we all have guardian angels. Do we need to invoke them uh, or are they just always there? Well, a guardian angel is always there. So guardian angel comes in with us
1: at birth. And leaves with us at death. So they're here our entire um, human journey. A uh, guardian angel and a spirit guide. Um, but the, the our guardian angel and our spirit guide. They're there. They can support us. They can give us guidance and direction. But they cannot intervene in our lives. So they can't just go, oh, my gosh, you're really messing up your life. I'm going to sweep down and uh, and fix it up for you. They can't do that. There is what what many people refer to as the law of free will. And free will says, as as human beings, we make our own conscious choices. And one of the choices that we have to make if we want to have them help support us and give us that guidance is to ask for their support. So they're there and they can give us that guidance, but they can't come in and just say, Nope, you're doing it this way. You know, oh, take this
0: road. They can't do that. We, we are a participant in the creation of our lives. So a uh, guardian angel and spirit guide uh, can't intervene unless we ask for their help. Unless we ask for their help. And, it, and, and asking for their help can be as simple
1: as, help as please as like they they know what our heart and our intention is it doesn't even have to be words it can be a mental thought you know like sometimes when we're in a really bad situation I, I've put myself in a few of those and you just my my mind just goes oh my god please help me I don't say it out loud but they hear that and and they can come to that it's
0: it's us having to invite that support in. Okay, and then you also do work with Archangel Michael and Archangel Raphael. So talk us through, how do you invoke the archangels and, and how do you actually work with each angel?
1: Well, you know, so how it started for me was actually right after that experience when I was 13, within the next couple of years, um, I started seeing the angels and they started coming to me in colors. And, uh, and, and, and I started realizing that with each one, there was a different energy there was a different—I would call it—a vibration, a different feeling emotionally that I would feel, and they—they they started to train me um, into who they were and what they represented and how I could work with them. And Archangel Michael was actually the first one that I was introduced to, uh, and 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 what he taught me was um, he vibrates to the color blue. And what I mean by vibrates to means that a lot of people don't see angels like I did at that time, but um, they can feel their angels. Most people, if I ask an audience of 500 people, usually 450 of them say they either see them or they feel them or they hear them or they just know they're there. Um, And so not everybody sees them, but they have this, this, this sense. And so Michael started to teach me that Um, You know, when I was, if I was scared, if I needed some strength or some courage, if I felt like something bad was going to happen, that I could call on him, invite him or invoke him to help support me. And um, when I started doing that, I didn't know how to do that. I just said, um hey angel cuz i didn't even know that there was a vibration a name and a color that would go with him at the time but blue is the energy vibration that matches the qualities that michael is which is protection strength courage um and he and so he helps us to to give us that that strength and that protection and that courage and really what i've learned since in the last 30 years is that he helps us to maintain our own energy so we don't absorb the energy of others and that's been the greatest gift of my life quite honestly because as a empath as um many that are listening right now likely are as well uh i did not know how to hold my own energy and not absorb take on the energy of everyone around me and so learning how to invite invoke Archangel Michael in and ask for his help and literally say Michael please surround me in in your in your um, presence or visualize the color blue surrounding me or do an invocation I invoke the blue light of Archangel Michael to surround me to help me to maintain my energy for my highest greatest good Um, it can be in any of those forms. Uh, But but the important thing is that we do it and not only that we do it, but especially with Michael and especially if you're a sensitive person is doing it every single day as part of your spiritual practice. A lot of people I find are feelers and they feel especially right now on the planet, they feel so much of what's happening and they don't know how to observe it and not absorb it. And so Michael can help us with that.
0: Oh, I love the way that you described that. Uh, And then what about uh, Archangel Raphael? How do you invoke or how do you work with Archangel Raphael? So Raphael has been a partner of mine in my life
1: since I was 18. When I um, was 18, I was a single pregnant um, gal that was scared to death to have a child and found myself in a position with a boyfriend that was an alcoholic and and really um, just so scared. And I had a terrible pregnancy. So I ended up on bed rest four months in. And, um, and, and, and throughout the pregnancy, literally had to move back in with my parents because I needed somebody to take care of me. And, and it developed into toxemia and preeclampsia, which turned into eclampsia. And so I was a very, very sick girl. And, uh, and when I finally had my son two weeks late, um, I had a stroke while I was in labor. And um, and and they were able to do an emergency C-section, save the baby. And he was okay. But I, on the other hand, ended up with a hundred and six point three degree temperature for almost three weeks and um, literally was on my deathbed and um, had the doctors actually came in um, one morning and said, we don't think you're going to make it through the night. There's nothing else we can do. And uh, we need you to sign your rights away to your son and let us know who he would go to if you don't make it through the night. And that night, I had a um, visitation from Archangel Raphael in this beautiful, brilliant green energy at the foot of my hospital bed and I was I was literally strapped down because I had infection just oozing throughout my body and and so they strapped me down so I wouldn't um touch it and so uh, in in this experience my arms were already kind of wide open and I was told breathe in the green breathe out the guck and and that was my 18 year old language obviously so Um, And I did, I just, for 12 hours, I just, I saw this beautiful green light, I breathed this energy in, and then I would see this black energy move out of my body. And that happened for 12 hours. And the next morning, um, my fever broke for the first time in almost three weeks. And, um, and I absolutely know and believe and have had many experiences since that Archangel Raphael came in and I had what the doctors called
0: a miraculous healing. Wow, I've got goosebumps. That's amazing. What other archangels do you work with, Sunny? Oh, goodness. Um, Well, probably
1: one of my favorite to work with, one that's not as well known as Archangel Shamuel. Um, Shamuel is the angel of unconditional love and vibrates to the color pink. And Shamuel helps us to love ourselves. And I think that's where we struggle a lot is in really being able to embrace and love who we are as we are where we are and um and so archangel shamuel during that experience of you know being a single mom and and then having this baby and going through all this trauma and then figuring out how to raise a child on my own um shamuel was a huge inspiration to me in learning how to love myself enough to not continue the self abuse and the um relationship abuse that i was uh, allowing in my life, and and such a powerful teacher for me. Still to this day, still to this day, he he helps support me in that unconditional love in those moments when you know we we tend to forget who we are.
0: Mm. So it sounds like the archangels have come to you at a crucial time in your life. What about for our listeners? Can they actually invoke these particular archangels to come in and work with them? Absolutely. So yes, for me, it it. They came to me first, and and
1: and it's like I saw them, and then my curiosity invited them in. Um, but I've taught classes for 20 years on how to connect and open up to the angelic realm. And and first and foremost, um, all you need to do is ask. You just got to ask for them to come. And what I find is that a lot of people, part of the reason that they don't always ask is they don't know who to ask what what of. You know, and so that's one of the reasons that I wrote my book a few years ago was to help people that hadn't had the experiences to know, OK, you call on Michael to help yourself maintain energy, to give yourself courage and strength. You call on Raphael for healing, physical, mental, emotional, spiritual. You call on Samuel for unconditional love. You call on Zadkiel for for forgiveness and so it helps to kind of in our human minds we like to organize things you know we like to we like to understand um what we're doing and why we're doing it and so uh that can be helpful but the reality of it is if we just wanted to break it down to the simplest form all you got to do is ask and they know who needs to come because they know what you need
0: mm. and so in this time of uncertainty what are the angels um what are the messages from the angels well, you know, um,
1: a lot of people don't love the the messages that I'm getting because um, they tell me that this is um, necessary and that it is absolutely part of what is um, creating a shift on our planet to allow all of us to align with the truth of who we are and that um, we we've been losing ourselves and um not everybody loves that answer because it's a hard answer but to me it feels very true i think we've gotten so busy and so focused and we have so many systems that are not working and need to be adjusted and this is shining a light on on all of that and more and so yes there are people that are sick and yes there are people that that are 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 dying and yes there's unknown in the financial realm and loss of jobs and money and and all of those things and sometimes the way that we learn the most is when things are stripped away and we're left with ourselves and our inner being to really examine who we are, what we want, and and how we've
0: been going about it and make some serious changes. So true, right? It's, um. I think for me, and I think we were having that conversation before we got on the show, it's really a calling to uh, go within. And yes, um, and really sit with ourselves and slow down and and from doing that uh, the planet is healing as well which is something we've been fighting for for such a long time i guess we just were going too fast and not sure how to go about it I think that's true. I think we didn't, you know,
1: nobody would ever go, OK, let's take um, a month or two months and just stop working and let's have the stock market crash. Like none of us would plan that. But what I think many of us, that's why we recycle and that's why we ride our bikes instead of driving our cars. And like all of us, not all of us, a lot of us do things intentionally to help the planet. But a little bit here and there isn't enough. And so we're seeing, yes, we're seeing the skies are, are blue and the smog is gone and the dolphins are swimming in the canals and the geese are coming back and, and the oceans are are clearer. And I mean, we're seeing all of that. So I think that Mother Earth needed a timeout
0: too. You know, she's going, okay, guys, come on, give me a break. Yeah, so true. And there has to be a death <laughs> of one way of doing for a, a rebirth. Absolutely. And, and mm-hmm. we... We need rebirth in a lot of areas. And and I think that's
1: that's why this is happening. You know, back in December of twenty nineteen, I was teaching a class on twenty twenty, vision of twenty twenty, what was coming in twenty twenty. And I, I didn't realize these words came out the way they did, but but what was what came through me was in twenty twenty, systems that do not serve us for our highest greatest good are going to fall. And um, and and I said financial system, the government system, the education system, the healthcare system, and and I didn't I had no idea that it was going to look like this. But I did know that this year is about community and coming together and connection and rebuilding.
0: And and the only way we can rebuild is if we tear down what isn't working. So true. Absolutely. I mean, you have a look at how creative everyone's, uh, uh, I think it's it's stretched our ways of thinking, but creative in the sense that yes, some business, businesses will cease to exist, but some will pivot. And it's amazing how some people have become more creative in this time. Absolutely. And you know, I think it's interesting, like I had a, a client today that She's
1: like, I don't want to do Zoom. Like she, She's just kicking and screaming, right? Because she's so used to just being around the people. And she doesn't want to jump on and learn this new way. And I said, listen, sister, you have an opportunity right now to bring something to people that they can't experience in another way unless you show up and are willing to learn something different. And, 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 and I think that's important for all of us. So we are expanding our way of seeing things and, and our, our creative abilities and looking at, you know, what, what can we do? Like I did a, a, a social cocktail mocktail night on Saturday night and, you know, everybody brought their cocktails and mocktails and we dressed up and we told stories and, you know, we had, I don't know, 50 people on, on a Zoom. It was just a quick little thing, but it was just fun to be able to make that connection because I think what people are finding really is they miss the people?
0: Yes, we miss I the know. connection,
1: the hugs, the touch, the hand, the the smiles that are covered with masks now. Like that is what is really being ingrained: is we miss people,
0: and yes, we miss going to restaurants and things, but we don't miss that like we miss people. That's so true. And um, even though we are to keep a, a distance from one another, I think if anything, it's really brought us closer. Yes, in ways. I agree. Mm. I agree. So, Sunny, you were talking about the angelic realm, and I'd love to sort of unpack that a little bit because um, is there different levels within the angelic realms or realms? Well, I would say? The, if you
1: go into any kind of um, religion, eighty-six percent of religions believe in in angels on some level, and as as you um, focus on the different religions, they there's a lot of religions that believe that there's different different levels, the, the cherubs and the seraphims, and, the, and they kind of go through um, kind of a hierarchy of uh, the angels. And for me, I, I, I wasn't taught through religion, I was taught through them. And they've never said that there was a hierarchy in angels. But what they have talked about is a, a vibrational scale In the spirit world. And so I think that's kind of fascinating. So, so as physical beings, those of us that are here in physical bodies, we have a spirit in a body, but we're considered physical beings and, and, and we have a denser energy because we have a body. And when we drop our body, when we die, our spirit rises and our vibration automatically raises simply because we've dropped the body. So that goes to the next level, which is where we would consider our deceased loved ones. Now the next level above that is our spirit guides, and our spirit guides—they walked a physical journey like we are right now. They dropped their body, became a deceased loved one, and then chose to expand and grow to be able to be a teacher to those that are physical now. So our spirit guides have walked the physical planet. They've—they've they've had a lifetime or more, depending on your belief system, um, of of being here, so they can relate kind of to the human condition then the next level up is um are the ascended masters the ascended masters are beings that have have walked the physical journey dropped their body moved from the spirit guide to an ascended master and they teach from that high highest um vibration of the physical of of people of beings that have been physical then we've got the angels and the archangels and then the 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 top of the of the chain is the divine or the God of your understanding, Creator, Universal Energy, whatever you call that. Um, and so there isn't necessarily a hierarchy in 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 the spiritual aspect of the angels in the way that they've taught me, but there's certainly a vibrational hierarchy. So. Physical beings being the lowest, then deceased loved ones, then spirit guides, then ascended masters, then the angels, and then the archangels, and then the God or um, the God of your understanding.
0: Mm, I, I, I totally agree with you and understand what you're talking about. Have you heard anything about the shift within consciousness at the fifth dimension, moving from three, the third dimension to the fifth dimension? You know, I
1: I, I do hear some talk about it. And sometimes I listen and sometimes I don't. I feel like so many of us um, are already in the, the higher dimension. And it's kind of like we have one foot on each side. So we still relate to, you know, the, 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 um, the energy of what, what we might call um, um, kind of mainstream. But then we ascend to the higher awareness of, of where that fifth dimension is where we can we connect to higher energies and, and, and to our higher selves in a more consistent way. But as far as like detail of that, I've never dealt with the with the details of how it all works but I'm aware of it because I feel it
0: mm, yeah absolutely mm-hmm. So um, I'm curious. With you were saying before, as well, we have one guardian angel and one spirit guide, and from my understanding, these uh, or the spirit guide has once upon a time walked this earth and is now a teacher and a guide for mm-hmm. us. How do we uh, get to know our spirit guide? What would be the best way to connect with our spirit guide? you know i i love
1: to suggest automatic writing i think that's a a great way to be able to connect with our with our guides and our guardian angel actually is um inviting them in through through some automatic writing through just you know so so automatic writing would be simply um taking a piece of paper and doing a um asking a question like like if you were going to ask you know, um, your spirit guide, most people want to know their name. So um, what what name shall I call you? And, 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 and inviting, I would do a prayer first, and inviting the energy of your spirit guide to be present with you, allow you to experience them in a way that you know that it is them. That's what I always ask. It's always my prayer. Same with my angels, any spirit being, allow me to experience you in a way that I know and feel and see that it is you. And that way, the validation comes, um, not always in the experience, but afterwards as well. And so and so then I would start with a question, you know, what would you like me to call you? And what happens is when you first start writing, you're you're just writing, it's just Sunny is just writing, you know, well, I would like you to call me blah, blah, blah. And it'll feel totally like you're just making stuff up. But what happens is when you start to really tap into that energy and you continue to actually write, move your pen and write, the the, the writing changes. The the way the, of the language that you would ordinarily use changes. And that's when you can start to see where your guide is now influencing the message. And it isn't just you. But you've got to start it because you're in body and you're present as your being until you can relax into it enough to allow them to come through and guide your words. And I find that that's really powerful. The other thing a lot of people make it a lot harder than it has to be and the the one of the biggest most powerful things to do is literally just ask. So I I teach a class on connecting with your angels and do some online courses on angels and one of the things that I have people do is um they all want to know who's my guardian angel what's their their name and I won't tell them because I don't want to tell them. I want them to discover it themselves and get the validation. So we get quiet, get settled, go within and literally just ask. And generally what happens is the first name that you hear is the name you go with and then you ask for validation. Allow me to receive the validation so I know for sure that this is the correct information I am receiving because our head makes up all kinds of stories. And oftentimes within I did this experience actually in front of a group. I had I had a class that I was teaching. This was 20 years ago. And i would never asked my guardian angel's name because it never mattered to me. And they're like, oh my gosh, you're teaching the class. You have to know your guardian angel's name. So I asked right there in front of everyone and and I heard her name, I heard her say, my name is Sarah. And so I said, oh, her name's Sarah. And they're like, oh my gosh, it's not that easy. I said, "It it, it is. We make it so much harder because we don't trust ourselves. We don't trust our guidance. And so that next morning, I got her name. That was at 7.30 at night. That next morning, I woke up I went out to take my kids to school and Sarah Smiles by & Oates was on the radio. So I got a little smile on my face. Okay, that's good. Good job, guys. And then I pulled out of my driveway and as I went to go forward, there was a truck in front of me and the license plate on the truck said, Oh, Sarah. I said, All right, that's good. What happens for me is it happens in threes. So then later that afternoon, I went to Costco. Um, uh, I don't know if you guys have those there, but Costco and went shopping. And the lady who checked me out's name was Sarah. So that's the validation that we look for, whether it's through the automatic writing. And then we start to see that and that will pop up all around. It's just a confirmation that that is the message you were looking for. That is the person you're looking to connect with.
0: I love that and they can be so subtle those signs don't they don't have to be people like show me a sign they expect their their archangel or their um, uh, I should say their spirit guide just jump out in front of them but it could be as simple as seeing a number plate or a song on the radio or a, a, a billboard.
1: Yes, yes. And, 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 and especially in the angelic realm, the angels are much more subtle than the spirit guides. So the spirit guides will make it a little more physically known. Angels are very subtle. So if you're not paying attention, if you are not good at presence, you'll miss the message. Um, angels, angels are much, they're, they're just, there's a more gentle, there's a more loving, it's not as forceful. Spirit guides are a little bit, they're, ha- they're more dense energy than angels, so they they manifested a little bit stronger. Uh, so we have to be very present in our day-to-day-to-day life, which is why my experience that day, I was present and I didn't miss those, but if I wouldn't have been present, I wouldn't have seen the license plate, I wouldn't have noticed the cashier's name, I wouldn't have even paid attention that the song even meant anything. Mm, so true.
0: What do you think about numbers? Because there's also the signs of, if you see a triple four or a triple five on, on a regular basis, that is also a sign from your angels. What do you think about that? It's absolutely
1: true. I can actually tell you what all of them represent just real quick if you want. Oh, I'd love um, to. Because they're they're great. So, so the ones represent new opportunities, new beginnings, new ways of seeing things. So that could be 111, 1-1-1, 1111, um, the twos represent um, manifestation, so really being aware that whatever you're, whatever you're wanting to create, you're in a powerful manifestation place. So, so um, put your attention on what you want. Threes represent the ascended masters around you, so Jesus, Buddha, Gandhi, Mother Teresa. Um, the fours represent the angels wanting to talk to you, showing you signs, paying attention. Pay attention, your angels are around. The fives mean um, Buckle your seatbelts. There's some change coming. And uh, sixes mean pay attention to your thoughts. Your thoughts are not in alignment with what you truly want. Sevens are like they are in Las Vegas, Nevada, which is they're good luck. It's it's a good thing. So it's kind of like 777. Um, It means good luck. Good things are coming. Eights are about two things. They're about um, um, money the flow of money coming in and they're also about materialism so being mindful of your own materialism and the and the way you're allowing energy to flow to you and or through you Um, nines mean it's the end of a cycle like um like this this environment this situation these thoughts this behavior it's it's over it's time for it to be done and then zeros are coming full circle so it means its it you've kind of come back to um reset like a reset or recentering or coming full circle.
0: Mm, it sounds like the hero's journey uh, yes it it is it is, yeah. and I love numbers I'm
1: always always paying attention number i'm a I'm a numbers girl, so it's so fun to just get those little validations you know that oh, okay, this is, you know, like I looked today at the clock when I went downstairs, and, I, you know, my husband rolls his eyes at me, but I'm like, it's 444, four, four. angels are around. And, uh, and he just rolls his eyes because that's what he does. Um, so, that, but that's
0: it's just a fun way to feel that presence. Mm, I, uh, the reason I was asking is the last three days I've been seeing triple falls. Oh, so yeah. I, and every time I look at the clock, it's 444. Four, four. So I was actually saying to my husband, I looked it up, and it's exactly what you're saying. The angels are around, and you're basically on your path.
1: Yes, yes. And here we are talking about the angels three
0: days later, right? Yes. So, perfect. Absolutely. Perfect. Now, on your website, you've got what's your intuitive gift. And I think that you, it links in very much with guidance. And maybe not so much now because we have slowed down. But definitely before this, um, you know, everything put us to a stop, we were going really, really fast. And what I find is people were not listening to that the gut feeling or that intuitive um Uh, aspects of themselves so how does one I mean now I know it's easier to do now because we don't we're not moving so fast but how do we tap into our intuitive gift well I think most
1: importantly is a word I I I mentioned a few times just in talking and that is presence Mm. we have to be present we cannot just kind of check out of our lives we it's so important that um, we really get mindful and 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 meditation whatever tools work for you to to be present that's what needs to happen so that's probably number one I think the other thing is it's important and that on my website that little quiz helps people to discern what their their natural intuitive strength is because there's there's really five ways that we receive guidance, but there's four that are the most um, um, common as far as intuition. So that's seeing clairvoyance, hearing clairaudience, knowing claircognizant and feeling clairsentient. And then there's clairfragrant, which is, um, or clergustinance, which is um, scent and taste. And so when we know that we're a feeler, then we're extra mindful of how we're feeling you know we're paying attention to that gut we're noticing when we get the goosebumps like you said earlier um, we, we are aware of the experiences that we're having in our physical body. If we're more visual, we pay attention to the visions, the images, the symbols, the signs, the dreams that we have. If we're more um, auditory, we notice and listen to the things that we might overhear, the songs that are on the radio, the sounds that we're hearing, the messages that maybe are not necessarily being spoken to us, but we're hearing them for us. And then, of course, the the claircognizant, the knowing is is the one that most people are challenged the most with because we got a lot of thoughts in our head. And we struggle oftentimes when we're claircognizant to know if what I'm thinking in my head is actually my guidance or my ego. And um, generally, the way to discern that is messages from spirit are not negative, and ego messages often are. It's not always, but it often is. So if you just need a discernment to, to learn to separate it, that's the first way to be able to tell. And once we know what our natural gift is, then we can at least be extremely mindful of that particular way and then allowing um, the, the presence to kind of guide us into Um, learning and teaching us more about how those signs or symbols come through, because as you've had experience, you know, I've studied this for 35 years now. Um, I know that if my hair starts kind of feeling like it's growing in the back, that something that I've just said, or I've just heard. I need to pay attention to. And I know if I get the, the God bumps or goosebumps that, um, truth has just been spoken. And I know if I see particular numbers that they mean particular things. So we kind of start to create our own, um, our own guidebook of, of, of messages that are specific to us. But if we're not present and we're not paying attention, we don't
0: see them. And then life is just harder. Mm-hmm. It's just harder. So Sunny, it's a matter of doing an assessment to find out basically what your superpower is, whether you're clairaudient, clairsentient, or clairvoyant, and then really just sort of honing into that superpower to, uh, I guess, build its muscle. Right. You got it.
1: Perfect. And 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 intuition is a muscle. If you don't use it, it will get weak if you use it. It will get strong. So you have to not only be aware and present to the experiences, but then you've got to follow through. You've got to listen. You got to trust. You gotta. You gotta open yourself up. You gotta. You've got to take the action that is being um, guided by that intuitive um,
0: sense. Mm, I love that. So, what's one powerful piece of advice for living a fulfilling life, Sunny?
1: Ooh, powerful piece of advice. You know, for me, uh to live a fulfilled life, it's joy. It's um, you know, joy is the highest expression of love. And I think a lot of times I was taught that um, you know, you have joy after you get everything else done. You know, then you can then you can create some time for fun and play and joy. And what I've realized is joy needs to come first. Joy is the highest expression of love. So if I want to be a loving being in this world, it's it, joy is a requirement. Um, and, and I think it's, I think we, in a lot of ways had become a joyless society. I believe that's part of what this shift is about. That's that's happening right now with this, with the quarantine and all of that is people are finding more joy. They're getting outdoors, they're smiling, they're laughing. And as much as there's fear, also they're finding the freedom to allow joy. So I would say we've got to have joy. and And, and if you don't, create it because you can, you don't need somebody else to create joy for you. We are, are, we are
0: responsible for our own joy. So true, right? It's just about having fun. I've seen so many people, even when I go for a walk outside that families are riding bikes together and yes. you can see that people are having conversations. Uh, people are now doing more creative things like puzzles and painting and cooking. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's right. It's been, it's really a calling to have more fun and joy.
1: Yes, absolutely, absolutely. So,
0: Sunny, as we start wrapping up the show, we always love to ask our woman of inspiration to pick one word that best describes her personal brand. What would be that one word for you? Hmm.
1: That's a good question. You know, I think it would be community. Um. I, when I was 13 and when I was having these experiences, one of my greatest struggles was that there was nobody that I could talk to about this kind of stuff. There was nobody I could go to. There's nobody that got it. It was me and the angels. And, um, and I so craved community. Um, and as I, uh, started to do this kind of work, I realized that I had to be a voice and I had to stand up and, and I had to attract the community that I desired 20 years earlier in my adult life. And and so community to me is critical because I think that we need that reflection and we need that support and we need that accountability. And and so I've created and I've worked really intentionally um, on creating a a beautiful, loving, supportive, um, kind uh, uh, community that is there for each other but also holds you accountable. Like, you know, if you, if you're not showing up, we'll call you on it because we love you enough. And so I think it's community. And that that's an interesting response for myself. As I say it,
0: I'm like, huh, that's interesting. So I appreciate that question a lot. Oh, and, and I agree. I think it's, it's, uh, it's a beautiful one too. And it's, a, it's a perfect one for this kind of uh, time we're in. Yes, absolutely. Mm. And yeah. the very last question we ask is, what are three shiny golden nuggets that you would like to leave for our listeners today? So these could be like three practical exercises for our audience. So
1: number one is it's extremely important to maintain your energy. So every morning when you get up, invite, invoke, call in, ask Archangel Michael to help you to maintain your energy. That's the first thing. Um, the second thing I would say is every morning as part of my spiritual practice, I open my arms straight out wide and I say until I feel it, I am open to receive. I think a lot of times we struggle to receive. And so that would be a nugget. I am open to receive until I feel like I'm worthy of receiving. Um, and I think my third one would be the greatest prayer you can ever say is thank you. Mm. And so be in appreciation and be grateful and thankful for all that we do have because Um, Thank you is the greatest prayer.
0: Oh, I love all three of them. They're absolutely beautiful. So, Sunny, where is the best place for our listeners to find you? Oh, my goodness. Uh, My website, for
1: sure. Sunny Dawn, D-A-W-N, Johnston, with a T. Uh, com is is my website and i'm on social media a lot i do i do a show every day um on the uh on on facebook right now helping people through the the pandemic i likely will probably just continue to do that because people are really loving it um
0: so probably facebook instagram and, and my website thank you so much sunny for coming on the show sharing your wealth of wisdom and for your time and energy and i'm sure our listeners will reach out thank you so very much Thank you, I appreciate it. Great questions. Thank you so much. Thank you so very much for listening to today's episode. If you loved what you heard and this topic really resonated with you and you think it will help others, please share the show with your friends to help us make a difference. And if you want to be part of our mission to help empower the conscious people of this world, learn and grow then the best way to help us achieve this goal is by giving us a good review on itunes or please subscribe to the show the more subscribers the better the speakers for the show which then means more value for you so that together we can help the world become a better place don't give it another thought hit the subscribe button and help people get their weekly lessons and when you do Please be sure to let us know by sending us an email to collect your special gift where you have a choice from six guided meditations or an ebook to soothe your soul. Now, if you have any questions or special guests that you would like to hear from, please send us an email to support at Katherineplano.com.au and we will get right back to you. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter or Facebook at katharineplano.com. That's it for now. Until next week, wishing you a fabulous day.